Hey, Rav Judah here, Masachet Idiot, Perak Bet, Mishnachet, dedicated towards Chut for Rafur Shlema for Tova Miriam, Bat Devora Mindel. So three things were said by Rabbi Akiva in these testimonies, and two of them the rest of the Chachamim agreed with, and the third one they said, no, we disagree. First, Okay, this is a special kind of shoe. We, have, we talked in the past about Tumat Medras. Tumat Medras is the fact that Tumat can particularly pass to things that one lies down on, sits on, uses as a support. That includes shoes. So we have a sandal, a sandal. However, it's not your normal shoe. It's a shoe that is not usually worn out and about, but could be. It's a sandal that is worn by specifically people who work with lime and burning lime. It has to do with kilns and things along those lines. Uh, but lime can, can burn your skin. So either, it depends on who you ask, either this was some sort of a wooden shoe, uh, not like a Dutch sandal that people would actually wear around, but a wooden shoe that would be worn just in this process so as not to step on any lime and burn oneself, and then you put on your regular shoes and go home. Or it was some sort of like a reed covering you put over your regular shoes. If you think about those galoshes, like totes used to make these rubber sort of boots that you put on over your shoes when it's raining that you kind of take off. They're just like a rubber layer. So this would be like a moccasin layer, a, a, um, a reed layer that you just sort of put over your shoes. So it'd be like a little little moccasin cover. Uh, maybe at a hotel you'd see these little things, you know, they're like, like a, a little stretchy, white, soft cover that would go over shoes. So this would go over one shoes. The point is that one doesn't normally wear this outside. It's just to protect your feet from the lime. Does that count as a shoe for Tomat Medrus? So Rabbi Kiva says, yes, it is. Hutame Medrus. That kind of shoe, shoe people do wear it sometimes. They go home, they forget. It's still in their shoe. That is now Tame if a person was Tame when they were wearing it. Tanur Arba. Okay. Um, a, an oven is a, it used to be made as a big box of clay. It was, it was clay walls. And if the oven became tame, unfortunately the rule about clay items, they can't really just be taken to mikvah. Metal could be taken to mikvah, glass could be taken to mikvah, etc. Uh, earthenware needs to actually be broken. As long as it is, as it is, well, as long as it is what it is, it's now tame, and that's just that. However, there is a way to make earthenware items tahor again, which is to make them no longer a kli. We've referenced this idea that tuma, ritual impurity from contact with loss of life, applies to things that are a kli. They're functional, and so if it's a functional item, it's now tame. And if it's a functional item made of earthenware, you're stuck. It's now going to be tummy. But if you break it and you make it no longer functional, now it's just shards. It's nothing. Then those pieces are now no longer tummy. Some of you may be familiar with the famous story of Achnai's oven, Tanor Achnai, or the oven that was like an Achnai, like a snake, like a coil snake. It's a story in Bava Metzia Nun Ted, very famous story. And part of what they're arguing about there is that somebody had an oven and somebody came up with a brilliant idea. Imagine an oven made of pieces almost like Lego. Each piece is individually useless. They're, they're earthenware pieces. So if you put together an oven of these pieces and you designed it in such a way so that it was now the untummable oven, you could like sell a million because you sell an oven, it's the last oven you'll never need to buy because you buy it and then if it becomes tummy, you just take it apart and now it's a bunch of useless pieces. Then you put it back together. So if it's an oven that was designed to be taken apart and put together, is that now considered shattered? 
and it's tahor, or it's not considered shatter. That was the core of the debate over there. So here, what's the issue? The question is, how big a piece is considered shattered from an oven? So when it comes to shattering an oven, which are big pieces of earthenware, like big walls, Rabbi Kiva says arba, four tvachim. Four tvachim is... 12 to 16 inches uh, you know, each side. That, that, that side would be, um, would be a large enough piece that it's still not it's, it's considered useful, it's not considered broken, and therefore it is, not su- it is still subject to Tumah. Um, but that less than four Tvachim would be considered a broken piece, and now it's tower, and you could use it for whatever you want. The other opinion, Shahi Omer, the Chachamim needs to say three Tvachim, which would be 9 to 12 inches, and... Um, they agreed with Rabbi Kiva. Finally, here's the thing they did not agree with Rabbi Kiva about. The Echad Lo Hodulo. This is what they did not agree to. So this is something we saw earlier at the end of the first parak that if you have a particular a chair, a bridal chair, and you've taken off pieces of it, so now all that's really left is, let's say, like one good board. So Rabbi Kiva says it's still considered a kli, it's still considered a useful item, because you could use that board as a shelf. And as a result, it still becomes tummy. It was once a kli that was a chair, it was a useful item as a chair, and now it's something else. The Chacham and Matahari, the Chacham say, no, 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 it lost its chairitude, its chairage, it's no longer a chair. Its chariosity is gone. And so lacking that chairness, it no longer, it's just a board. And if you made it a shelf, then it's a kli, but otherwise it's just a piece of wood, and it's not something you have to worry about. It's considered shattered, broken, and it is tahor now. And it can't become tummy.